Hello, and welcome to the Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide. I'm Cass Rowland. And I'm Jude Furlong. This week, as every week, we bring you a different cryptid. I felt, you know, even going a little too crazy lately. I feel like we we got all these aliens this season, and I, I want to get back to basics. I feel like I've um I've been disrespecting my my girls, my my sea serpents, my lake monsters, my uh, my river beasts. I thought you were going to say you were disrespecting Eberhart. <laughs> no, he deserves it. Roast him. <laughs> but yeah, I do also love a good sea monster, especially when they're not anywhere near where I live. I know. Uh, today we bring you to Lake Tahoe from the uh, late 1800s all the way to... Ooh, I the 80s possibly beyond it depends i there are so many sightings here and there if you don't know about lake tahoe lake tahoe is the second deepest lake in the united states uh it might be the second lake, deepest lake in all of north america I, I would have to double check that though um it is 1645 feet deep oh it's um it is the subject of many uh, rumors and strangenesses. We were just talking before the episode about, like, are there dead bodies at the bottom of Lake Tahoe? Because very famously, um, you might know this if you've ever watched The Godfather, specifically part two, um, Lake Tahoe is rumored to be a site for mob drops. How often does the mafia come up on this show? We're not a mafia show. Too often to be comfortable. I, well, they haven't contacted me yet, so we can keep pushing. Yeah, maybe it. we should. Maybe we should stop talking about. Them Listen, li- they'll come to me. They'll come to me. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying whether or not certain individuals have popped up in the inbox or on the Instagram DMs, but maybe <laughs> we should tone down the mafia talk just a just a bit. But you know the the usual thing of like, oh, you, you, you put your feet in concrete, sleep with the fishes, that kind of thing. This is one of the rumors around like Tahoe. I don't think it's one of those lakes with ghost ships, though there are quite a few of those everywhere else. This is such a bizarre thing. Why do lake monsters always have to share space with ghost ships? Why are there ghost ships on a lake? I don't know. I think for the drama of it all. Because, like, yeah, you know, there's you... the whole... There's like the whole mythos with like Davy Jones and like sure, 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 sure. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But what fucking scrub pirate is out there on a lake thinking, yeah, oh, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna rake in mad dough being a lake pirate. <laughs> no, you deserve, you deserve to get to, you know, go to Davy Jones's at that point. I don't care if you're a ghost ship anymore. There's no tragedy in this. There's no heartache. You weren't taken down by the Navy. You were probably shot down by some guy in a motorboat. Are you kidding me? Or Pathetic. Lake pirate? Lake pirate? <laughs> Pathetic. I don't know. There's a lot of natural resources like iron and stuff that comes out of Lake Superior. Well. I can imagine someone wanting to steal that. Sure, but that's not that's not like a pirate thing. Mining. You do, you like take from other pirates and the Navy and, you know, the locals. You you go along the seaports and you, you know, raise, raise their towns, burn them to the ground, threaten the locals and leave a message for the Navy, and you're like, ah, we took all your rum, and the Navy says, no, our rum. <laughs> That's such a specific thing to steal. 
Well, it's, you know, you gotta have something to drink on the high seas. Listen, steal their information. That's the valuable <laughs> thing. This is what the modern pirate does. The internet yeah. pirate. Just get on your little computer and, I don't know, like, ransomware Operation Chicken McNugget or something. I don't know, whichever one it was that, like, makes the fridges listen in on your conversations. Steal that! If you if you don't know much about Lake Tahoe, besides the fact that it is the second deepest lake, because it's so deep, there's a lot of mystery around it. There's not a lot of footage of the bottom. We don't really know it's at the bottom. Uh, we aren't even totally sure of all the wildlife that inhabits it. We have a good guess for most of it, but due to ongoing uh, pollution issues with water mixing, climate change, etc., uh, Lake Tahoe has become less and less visible over the years. Back in the 1960s, you could see 100 feet down, which isn't that far when you think about how deep the lake is, but it has decreased to around 60 feet by now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the lake is becoming less and less visible, and we know less and less about what's down there. Um, and we've never known that much to begin with, but it's getting harder and harder. Uh, recently someone did throw a camera with a glow stick on it and we will get to that but what well not like a not i i shouldn't call it a glow stick but like a a, an some kind of underwater uh light but we'll we'll get back to that oh that's so much less exciting (laughs) listen i i want the sea monster to be bathed in the light of one of those like little like glow stick bracelets or even like the glasses Famously, Tahoe Tessie is a raver, and uh, she was waiting for this day. But just, like, if they're sending her, like, a ring light on a string, like, no. Where's the fashion? Where's the style? Tahoe Tessie. Well, what's the best way to describe her? Uh, One article explains in great detail, it's easier to say what Tahoe Tessie isn't than what it is. It's not a dinosaur. It's not a sea serpent, because uh, allegedly, per one incident during the 1800s, it can walk on land. Oh? But to my mind, Tahoe Tessie is the classic lake monster. The, the, the platonic ideal of the lake monsters, anywhere between 10 and 20 feet long. Jet black, brown, turquoise, an uncertain color, a small head that raises off a long neck humped and a serpentine like body with fins so i hate to bring this up so early oh no into the episode but i do notice a suspiciously similar nomenclature uh that's happening here because yes tessie is almost identical both in name and in shape and general description to another no 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 no, no. i i want to make this clear i want to make this crystal clear clearer than than lake tahoe even which isn't very clear which isn't very clear at all but the bar is on the ground really for me (laughs) (laughs) but if i could give you uh the truth about tessie first of all she is not a plesiosaur as is often the given description and association with Nessie of Loch Ness. She is, at least per one article, a Dolacorincops. A, a what? Well, let me show you. A Dolacorincops is a, a slightly different variety of uh, underwater sea creature. And these ones are much more notable for their longer jaws, their uh, their strangely shaped heads. I think one article I read described Tessie as 
having a dog or horse-like head, which is not a description I've seen often of Nessie. A Tessie's a little more fucked up looking. She's a little uh, strange. Haunting. Haunting I, image that you've dropped upon my doorstep here. We'll get to that article Ugh. in time. I'm sorry, I need a moment. I, just, <laughs> I need a moment to process this. I look at that, look at that, look at that gentle gaze. Look at that fucked up mouth. I, well, that's just your face. You gotta live with that. What? What is happening with the eyes and the nostrils? Like, I know that technically the same cavity that, like, like, it's the same cavity that, like, goes through, like, the eyes and the nose. Like, I know there's something with the sinuses there. But at the same time, like, is the is the hump on the head supposed to be where, like, the brain is? Like, what? I You know, sometimes they're just, sometimes they're just built like that. What is happening? I can't imagine what the internal physiological details of this creature are. I can, I can show you a skeleton if you'd like. Uh, okay. But the problem with many skeleton, uh, 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 ancient creature recreations is that we only have the skeleton to go by. And um, this gets brought up a lot in the dinosaur art community, which is a very large, I say dinosaur art community, paleontological, uh, paleontological art community. Um, paleo art is a very distinct kind of art and science because there is science involved in it. And one of the things that has become kind of a recent debate is the practice of essentially shrink wrapping. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of paleo artists have done sort of joke art of like what a cow would look like if we did art of it the way we typically do of dinosaurs, which yes, is Yes, I have seen these. Basically just putting the skin over the bones with no consideration for muscle or fat deposits. Or feathers in some Or cases. feathers, yeah. Uh, it's very unlikely that a sea creature would be feathered. That, that's where my money's at. The eyes are so much bigger on the skeleton than in the drawing. And, like, there's more space between the eyes and the nostrils. This makes more sense. It's a bad CG. It's a bad CG. It's bad, yeah. Haunting. Zero out of ten. I hate this. <laughs> it's like, it looks like one of those ghosts in Beetlejuice. Oh! Oh, you're- Oh, on the money! Which was always my least favorite part of the movie. I fucking love those. I love those ghosts. Oh, I love when they get a little fucked up looking. The, I hate that's... that part. I could never watch that part as a kid. Oh, Beetlejuice. Uh, a film. We uh, can't uh, say it again. We can't say it again. A Beetlejuice? Oh, no. Fuck. There he is. Go away. Get out. <laughs> no, don't. If you... no, put that. We've been uh. waiting for a guest star to come on the podcast, and now you just. Okay. No. No, you don't want his opinions. They're all trash. <laughs> uh, what I will say is that we shouldn't take the uh, Dolacorin cops to be the authoritative state of Tessie. After all, the Dolacorin cops is quite a bit shorter than Tessie would be. In fact, it measures about 10 feet. Um, and relative to a human, the way this thing is, and 10 feet is like the minimum of where Tessie is, but I don't get the impression this is what people are imagining, because if I could show you a size comparison, distinct, well, notable, large, but, you know, I could I could ride this thing gently. I could cuddle with this. Yes. I would cuddle with this. This is, this is a body pillow. This is not <laughs> uh, a creature which will attack me. This is no threat to my life. I think it could still attack you. It's still got sure. a big job. It, 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 would, it would take a hand, maybe a couple fingers, yeah. But, you know, I don't think 
Tessie wouldn't do me like that. But we shouldn't take this to be the authoritative uh, state of Tessie. I'll get back to this article that, de that describes her as a dull of foreign cops. But in general, we have a sort of serpentine-like appearance, not really a wide body um, the way Nessie tends to get described. Though there are links between Nessie and Tessie, besides just the name. Uh, Tess, the SE thing has sort of become a common nomenclature for sea creatures, uh, like monsters in general. It kind of, they're all their own thing. You know, it, it's more than just a world of Nessies. Though one woman does describe, you know, I don't really believe in Tessie, uh, but I do think there's the potential for a giant lake tunnel between uh, Lake Tahoe and Loch Ness. And, you know, uh, oh, she summers that's... in Tahoe. She summers in Tahoe. She winters in Scotland. Alternatively, she's in witness protection. Sure. <laughs> they can't all be in witness protection. Some of them do just have a vacation home. That's fair. Like all those <laughs> other celebrities that live in Lake Tahoe, according to Google. <laughs> there, I, I cannot believe the celebrity connections Tahoe Tessie has. She was on an episode of Total Divas. She was also on an episode of Monsters Across America. <laughs> Last week, in fact. How timely. I don't know what context Tessie came up with in Total Divas. Um, Wait, think, that was real? Uh, that was real. Oh my yeah. god, I thought that I was a joke. I, I believe one of the members of the Total Divas cast is from the Tahoe area. Uh, and was probably talking about like remembering Tahoe Tessie or some shit like that. I was browsing Twitter for Tahoe Tessie tweets. First of all, it is known that Gritty is a friend to Tahoe Tessie. According to Gritty, Gritty, what will you do on vacation? Whatever I want. That's the beauty of it. Oh, Maybe God. a late night rendezvous with my old pal Tahoe Tessie, Gritty of Gritty says. Not more Gritty. No Gritty content. I love Gritty. Gritty's I love a friend. Gritty, but I... I'm, I'm glad Gritty's a friend to Tahoe Tessie. Gritty's got a Beetlejuice vibe to me. Sheer chaos. I, that's what I love about him. Yeah, he's he's in it for the game. He's in it for the play. I do love how many gritties swarm the streets of Philadelphia on November 6th. I think Gritty believes that Bloodsport should come back. And I think that's why he's in the hockey league. I think he thinks it's a gladiatorial arena. I think Absolutely. he's just waiting for the blood. Yes. he's He keeps thinking, why don't they simply beat each other to death with the sticks? What is this complicated game with the puck? I see. It's a ritual. It's a ritual. We're waiting. <laughs> How long will he wait before he loses patience and decides to take matters into his own hands? A lot of Tahoe area locals are familiar with Tahoe Tessie. This isn't a minor thing, and it doesn't... I, it's almost certainly used to drive up tourist numbers, I'm sure of that. But I would argue that most people don't come to Tahoe to see Tahoe Tessie. Mm. It's just that all the locals know about it. So it is much more of a local thing than a, we amp this up, we market it, etc. The way certain other cryptids of small town areas have become, like the Hopkinsville Goblins, where I would say at this point a lot of locals don't necessarily care. Or a lot of locals are really people that have only been living in the area for a couple of years because they came to see the goblins. But this is something like everyone in the Tahoe area knows um, since they were kids, even like as far back as the 1960s, I can see a lot of people who grew up with Tahoe Tessie, basically. You know, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I've seen this 
Um, in some cases, when small towns try to like profit off of the scary cryptid stories lurking about, but apparently, some places around Lake Tahoe have taken it to a whole new level. Because in the Adventure Scuba Center from Reno Scuba, yeah, they mention Tessie as yeah. one of the potential sites you might see, and it's filed under cryptid, not cryptid. Scuba tips and news in their diving blog. <laughs> oh, I didn't see this. That's delightful. This is a huge thing. Tessie, the monster of Lake Tahoe, the state's largest freshwater lake. Comma. Tahoe has long been rumored to be home to both an underwater mob graveyard and a huge unknown creature. A story often told around Tahoe is that a few years back, a fisherman strolling off the south shore of his hook caught on something in the deeps. When he finally freed it, he reeled his quote-unquote catch back to his boat and found a well-preserved human ear on the other line. We've gone straight into the mob graveyard parts, haven't we? (laughs) Oh! Oh! Dubbed Tessie, an imitation of Loch Ness's Nessie, the beast allegedly appears in Washoe... No. No, not this again! No, it happens all the time. American legend and may have been spotted by 19th century settlers. I hate this! From what I looked at, I really don't think there's any connection at all to be made. Um, One of the articles I saw describing there being a connection uh, mentioned that the uh, local indigenous tribes believed in these creatures called water babies, which you shouldn't speak of because uh, they could blind or impair people due to like some kind of curse uh regarding just speaking about them and they lived under cave rock which is now allegedly where tessie lives per various sources and per the whole like natives have believed in tessie forever um and if it is just water babies that has no resemblance really at all to what tessie is or has been as a just as sort of big dinosaur in the water yeah yeah, my advice to everyone talking about cryptids is just stop being racist. Just stop it. It's it, because it sort of comes on two sides. Either you have the collapsing of indigenous beliefs and practices into the nature of what a cryptid is, which is inaccurate for a number of reasons. You're treating a religious practice similar to a scientific one, and I just don't think that's appropriate on any level. Um And I think it's inappropriate to map what people have a distinct spiritual relationship to as a material thing. I think that's a drastic simplification of the way these creatures are discussed and used within uh, indigenous folklore and belief. And beyond that, you also have the collapsing of, if you look at a lot of classical cryptozoology, the roots of it... um, you have the collapsing of like actual indigenous observations into a superstitious belief where native where natives of various areas indigenous people have often pointed out like no this is a creature we know exists and we we've looked at it and we've seen it in the area here's how they like breed here's what here's their like grazing patterns here's what they eat etc like with the okapi with giraffes if you look at way ancient times though that isn't really necessarily comparable to cryptozoology but it's kind of in that vein where 
you see indigenous observations treated as something equivalent to a superstitious belief that can be mapped to cryptids. And it's just like, that's not how it works anyway. Yeah. Yes, that is a factor that gets brought up in a lot of these, like, I saw it at a fucking real estate site of all places. What? Is one of the places I saw this mentioned. Yeah, real estate is marketing with Tahoe Tessie. So maybe I was wrong about, like, not everyone's coming to the area for Tahoe Tessie, because I was thinking, oh, well, you know, Lakeside, uh, Lakeside Land often goes for more. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of people who aren't going to Tahoe to you know, see Tahoe Tessie. I'm sure there are plenty of people there like, I could I could live here for the rest of my life in this uh, $30 million home. That'd be fine for me. You know, California, Lake Tahoe. I Oh my God, California housing on a lakeside property. Oh, that must be expensive. <sighs> but but apparently even the, if even the real estate on Lake Tahoe is talking about Tahoe Tessie, maybe everyone there is just in on it and I'm not. But I can imagine a lot of reasons to go to Tahoe for not Tessie. I would go for Tessie. She's my friend. But I mean, you shouldn't go now because it's on fire. But yeah. It, it, oh, it no. Yeah. Nice place. Uh, if we go to weirdcalifornia.com, and we've been here before, once again, the comments have a bevy of sightings for us because uh, unlike a lot of other cryptozoological sites where people are sort of riffing on it or having their own takes, Weird California is, in fact, mostly inhabited by locals of California and, you know, nearby locations that they talk about that just want to talk about their experiences. According to Megan of Minneapolis, I've been to Tahoe a few times. I love it. The first time I saw Cave Rock, I was overwhelmed by the spirits there. Okay, Megan. Jack of Kings, the spirits. Jack of Kings Beach, California says, I've lived in Tahoe for over 10 years, and this last month was the first time I saw anything. I was above Incline Village on a stormy day. There was nothing and no one on the lake except a periscope-looking object on the lake. Then it dipped underwater and disappeared. I sat there looking at the lake for an hour afterward, with not so much as a ripple. I thought it was myth and played along. Now I'm a believer. Barry of California, I saw and watched Tessie for 30 minutes from the highway on the east side of the lake. Originally saw it swimming while I was driving, not sure what I was seeing, pulled over to get a better look. All black, very much serpentine-shaped, like a giant snake. Estimated to be 50 to 60 feet. It just what? floated in the shallow water, maybe 50 to 110 yards offshore, like it was sunning itself. Then it made like a snake and swam off to deep water and disappeared. This happened in 1992, and I had a friend with me who saw it also. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I would not believe it. By and large, the people who start to believe in Tahoe Tessie are not people who automatically believe in shit like this. They are, in fact, locals who are stunned by this sight. And over time, it has become more and more that more and more people have seen it. If I can jump to one of the more critical reports in this, one of the key ones that gets brought up a lot, um, I'd like to jump to Mickey Daniels' experience with Tahoe Tessie. Mickey Daniels is the owner of a fishing boat, Big Mac 2. Uh, He fishes, he takes people out on the water to fish. A 67-year-old former Placer Placer County law enforcement officer with wind chapped cheeks knows every ripple of the lake he's fished since 1959. But aside from his reputation for landing Mackinac's and 30-pound trout, he believed that something else, something larger and more ominous, dwells in Tahoe's depths. Two decades ago, and this this was published in 2005, so we're talking 1985, he rumbled his 43-foot boat a half-mile offshore and pointed towards the casinos in Nevada on the lake's south side, What's that? A passenger suddenly yelled. 
staring out, the two peered into the water and watched a wave split into a huge V, as if an enormous head were clearing a path for an enormous tail. And then nothing. It's not awake from the boat, Daniel said. He's been out in the water continually looking for this thing ever since. I keep looking, Daniel says, in case there is something I want to see it. With scant evidence that such creatures exist, our forests and waterways still teem with man-made monsters, and Tessie is just that kind of beast. Quick to spin off into popular culture, provide good copy for the weekly world news, and compel perfectly reasonable men like Daniels to believe she's out there lurking. And this has been talked about mainly from the 1980s onward, but I think before then too. Uh, according to Mike Conway, this is the same article. Tessie, he says, appeared in the mid-80s during a commercial shoot at Zephyr Cove on the Nevada side of the lake. Conway, now 58, was a location manager, and his crew was filming actors on a romantic stroll. A half dozen kids lazed on a boat dock, and an 18-foot skiff boat suddenly rocked from awake. That's when he saw a brown-humped beast. The kids screeched, it's Tessie. I believe I yelled cut and then told them to swing the camera around, Conway says. So it was filmed. I heard they destroyed the footage. Who's they? You know, them. Conway returned home to a message on his answering machine that taunted, Hey, Mike, you better drive over to Echo Summit. There's a pterodactyl flying here. Oh, who's the them? I would love to know. Conway seems like your usual kind of weird old guy who just sort of shrugs and says shit like that. I like this Conway figure. I wish to meet Mike Conway. <laughs> Tessie is so popular that there is, in fact, a book featuring Tahoe Tessie regarding all the lore and history of Lake Tahoe, uh, written by one... Who's the author? Who's the author? Here we go. Bob McCormick named the caricature in his children's book, Tahoe Tessie, and was certainly inspired by the unknowns of the Deep Blue. McCormick's illustrated book was published in the 1980s and sold tens of thousands of copies. He also was known to wear a costume of Tessie at school events, local parades, and parties, bringing, the, bringing to life the friendly dragon with white scales down her backs. Aww. I, w I would fun. love to show you this Tahoe Tessie costume because it is driving me crazy. I would like to see it. This this book seems really delightful. Um, it's a very cute looking book. The illustrations are very cute. It's short, simple. I don't want, just want to copy the word Tessie. I would like to copy the whole picture of Tessie. It won't let me copy the picture. It just copies the word Tessie. I do see the picture though. It is very cute. Is it Here the one with the with the man and the in the sort of in the blue yeah in the blue thing with the stand? It's like it's. Imagine like one of those. What are they called? They're they're these pajama suits that have animal heads on them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. they, they, yeah. It looks like one of those to me. Here's another one. Him reading the book. Um, Aww. It, it's a really delightful costume. It just tickles me. I can't believe this guy went out like on the lake in a boat, paddling around as Tahoe Tessie. Drives me fucking crazy. I love this. So I have a question. Is yeah. his face fully visible? Because there's like a part that's like cut out where the face would go, but it looks like there's a bandana over his face. I I think the Tessie mascot here has covered his face. And I believe this is McCormick uh, dressed up as Tessie. I think that's still McCormick. Not sure. But I believe he covers it up to sell the illusion. I don't... I mean, that's great. But he could also just like... Put blue fabric there. I know. 
Or at the very least, wear a blue bandana. But you know what? I'm not going to harp on this. I respect now, the effort. Julie Brown is a, a a local of Tahoe, and she wrote this article regarding Bob McCormick, regarding the Tahoe history, and regarding Tahoe Tessie. Um, this is the article I mentioned earlier, uh, talking about it is also not a monstrous sea serpent. Regarding one of the earliest reports of something in in Lake Tahoe, 1897, a San Francisco socialite named I.C. Coggan penned a first-hand account for the examiner about his narrow escape from a terrifying creature with a 14-foot-wide head and shining jet-black eyes. The oh. fantastical snake slithered by, crushing small trees beneath its belly. Coggan hid behind a large pine tree. This is important. 14-foot-wide head. So imagine how big the creature attached must be. That's so big. Tessie, I would say, is usually in the range of 10 to 20 feet. And serpentine. Whatever this thing was, was huge. Huh. But it's connected somehow. It is a Tahoe beast. Do we think Tessie shrunk over the years? Maybe. Maybe she's got a Benjamin Button situation going on. Yeah, may maybe this is one of those creatures that starts big and shrinks down. Like, like caterpillars start all fat and round. And, you know, they get the wings as butterflies, but their body is a lot smaller, really. Interesting. Well, that that's my whole thing, is that do, do we think Tessie cocooned at a point and has matured into her true, beautiful form? Oh, so like a metamorphosis situation. Yeah. Or, you know, like a like axolotl with salamander. Though I think salamanders do grow, actually. Oh, yeah, I love axolotls. They're really delightful creatures. What a pleasant image to think about. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a giant salamander. This is the point of reference we will be using for Tessie from now on. Purely, for, ca purely for Cass's ease of mind. It's so much better than the fucked up dinosaur you showed me earlier. <laughs> this is really important. A lot of locals have seen Tessie at one point or another, and many reliable locals. It was to a point that a 2004 seminar was hosted regarding unidentified swimming objects uh, per, uh, what was the scientist who hosted it? Goldman. Goldman. Now, Goldman is... The guy who actually coined the term USO, as I believe, uh, I love him for this for this mark alone. Charles R. Goldman is a what is what is the word? Limnologist. Limnology, if you don't know, is the study oh. of is the study of lakes. Yes. Yeah, and he has done decades of research on Lake Tahoe. And at some point, a good chunk of the scientific community within the Tahoe area had claimed to or believed they had seen Tessie. And this got to the point that Goldman and others decided to host a seminar in 2004. And they talked about this. And they were like, we've all seen it. We're all men of science here. What could we have seen? And there's been a lot of debate ever since about what the hell it is in Lake Tahoe, because even the scientific community genuinely believes there is something in Lake Tahoe. It's depth, it's strange um, patterns. One of the things that's very interesting about Lake Tahoe is that much like the ocean, because of its depth, it, one, has those layers of light, which means there's different kind of trophic levels. And in terms of what can subsist and live in those levels at 
different depths of the lake. And beyond this, due to weather patterns, portions of the lake rise up and mix with upper portions of the lake. Oxygen goes down, chemicals come up. This is part of what's made the lake murky and murky over the years as weather patterns have become stranger and stranger. Uh, the mixing has not been what it once was. It has changed dynamics. And so the chemical composition of the lake has kind of not changed, but redistributed in such a way that makes the lake murkier um, alongside the uh, po ongoing pollution issues that have plagued lakes nationwide. But this has kind of been a thing that like, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens with the lake just from a scientific viewpoint. What if there is something weird in the lake? Oh God, what if there's something weird? Like one of the popular rumors about Lake Tahoe even is that Jacques Cousteau, famous marine biologist, uh, and in my mind, famous asshole, what a, what a dick, this guy, <laughs> came to Tahoe in the 70s. And when he came back up after uh, going into a submersible, diving all the way down, came back up and said, what I saw down there, I cannot speak of. It would, he says something like, you know, the locals couldn't handle it. It would cause an uproar. He talks about it like it would rend the minds of you mere mortals to understand it. Anyway, this is important. This is just a rumor. According to the LA Times, Cousteau has never been to Lake Tahoe. And it's completely unknown whatever he did see down there, if he was ever there at all, because he only says, I can't talk about it. <laughs> Bad rumor, guys. The state of Tahoe Tessie is a very bizarre one in both California and Nevada, just the general Lake Tahoe area and the way locals interact with believing in Tahoe Tessie. I would like to read to you an article from the Tahoe Journal regarding the truth behind Tahoe Tessie, if I may. The T, this all begins with an investigation and that investigation leads to one place, the TRPA, the Tahoe Regional Planning Association. Oh. After numerous calls, emails, and visits to the TRPA headquarters in State Line, Nevada, we finally locate a former agent to speak with us. The agent requested that we do not give any identifying information about them due to the fact that the last agent to divulge information about Situation T was promptly fed to the legend itself. <gasps> I've worked for the TRPA for nearly 12 years, and it disgusts me that no one within the agency will come clean as to the origins of Tessie. I was there the day the InGen Corporation had the first meeting with board of directors in 1992. At the time, TRPA was planning to create a new attraction to draw more tourism to Lake Tahoe and boost the local economy. According to our anonymous tip, when InGen caught wind of TRPA's plans, they approached them with an offer they couldn't refuse, a mysterious lake monster that would lure curious minds from far and wide. Using what? fossilized DNA, InGen perfected the technology to recreate a Dolacoran cops. Oh no! Tahoe presented the ideal environment for sustaining a creature of Tessie's size and temperament, the two agencies decide to create an enclosed facility near Cave Rock to house the creature. Tessie demonstrates signs of having abandonment issues due to the absence of a maternal figure, becoming increasingly more aggressive and demanding over time. 18 months after her arrival, the creature broke free of her enclosure and escaped the depths of the lake. Oh it was not long after that local authorities were inundated with 911 calls regarding sightings and attacks of a Loch Ness-type monster. Why keep Tessie a secret for all of these years? The deaths, of course. In the past two decades, Tessie has been connected to a total of 37 deaths. What? Including an entire family from the Bay Area in 2004. What? No. 
It's not no. just people that have gone missing thanks to Tessie. The fish population is also drastically decreasing. <gasps> no. TTJ spoke to a member of the U.S. Forest Service fishing game about the diminishing numbers in the lake. Yes, the numbers and types of fish in the lake have been dwindling for almost two decades now. And no, I don't think it's from overfishing. If you Jesus ask me, Christ, it's Tessie. And she really has a taste for those mackinaw. No, not the ecosystem. Please, I beg of you, not the trophic cascades. About the author, unfortunately, AJ did not survive to witness the publishing of this article. Due to the revealing nature of this topic, AJ oh. was promptly sought out and fed to Tahoe Tessie on the what? evening of June 11th during a regular sunset feeding. A memorial will be held to commemorate his bravery at 8 p.m. Monday night at the Himmel House. A free beer will be offered to anyone who can return that Smash Mouth CD he lent out eight years ago. He really wants to be buried with it. It is a joke article written by uh, A.J. Steed of the Tahoe Journal. It's a very funny article. It is worth the read. Look up the, the truth behind Tessie. But this is the fun thing. Uh, the locals have a real sense of humor and joy about Tessie. It's a very interesting relationship that I will get right back into when we come back from a little bit of cryptid news. Ooh, cryptid news. Doo -doo -doo -doo. If you have news regarding <laughs> cryptids in the world and you think, hey, maybe someone else should hear this, please, please, please send it to us. Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, at ACSGCast. Email it to us acsgcast at gmail.com unless you're cryptocurrency don't want to hear anything from you if you're cryptocurrency but that's besides the point do you, do you have any cryptid news for us today uh well there is a new bigfoot book coming out i believe that's sort of a new bit of information i found well connor flynn he's this guy on youtube bigfoot bigfoot anon i've seen his videos here and there from time to time anyway he has been compiling all his research as a, a bigfoot researcher into a new bigfoot book um i'm gonna have to get you a source on the book name although what i am seeing here is big brother bigfoot his story rewinds by connor flynn uh very recent new on amazon you can get it on can you get it on kindle you can get it on kindle and on paperback and of course you can always uh look around for bigfoot anon he's on tons of social media uh, look into his channel, I guess. I haven't watched many of his videos in a little while now. I'm sure we'll get back into it if, once we do more Sasquatch research. We do we do love a bit of Bigfoot stuff here. I've got more Bigfoot stuff after. Uh, Cass, what's your bit of news? My bit of news is uh, apparently uh, last week, I believe it was. Oh my god. Uh, apparently there was a festival. The Midwest Annual Paranormal Fest in Marshalltown. Oh no! I missed it! Apparently there was a large gathering of like-minded people indoors coming to connect and share their tales about the paranormal. Which I think is, is fun in and of itself. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's an interesting time. Yeah, um, we're still... You know, it's it is a uh, 2021 at the time of the recording. If I recall, at the time of this recording, there is still a panoramic. There is a bit of a panoramic image around. Yeah, in the, in the midst, doing its little uh, recombining and reshuffling and uh, mutating of its RNA. COVID 22. I heard a little while oh, back. No, no. 
But anyway, so the Midwest Paranormal Festival is a place where people can share their stories. It uh, showcased paranormal investigators, psychic mediums, healers, holistic alternatives. I don't know if they're talking about medicine or music. And people sharing their personal experiences of strange encounters. Visitors move throughout the park to speak personally with dozens of notable members of the paranormal community. Wow, I feel the sting of not being invited just a little bit. I might not have gone, but not to be reached out to. I guess we're not significant figures in the paranormal community yet. Uh, we are not. I hate to break it to you, Cass. Uh, we're significant within the amateur cryptozoology community, but they, the, these conventions, they're for the professionals. Yeah, I also sort of feel like if if the world of the paranormal and cryptids are the Muppets, were those two old dudes up in the balcony <laughs> roasting everyone? <laughs> so maybe they don't want us there. And that's okay. Hmm. Alright, I have one more bit of news i it's what i can only describe as something of i don't want to call it a war but an ongoing tension oh this starts in 2017 and we may have addressed it before and i'm sure we've mentioned it probably but have we discussed the bill that would have made bigfoot the official state cryptid of washington I think we mentioned it once, and now it was, was, like, hugely controversial. Yes. Now, this was proposed by Senator Ann Rivers all the way back in 2017, because a young boy, an amateur crypt- cryptozoologist he described himself as, in fact, oh, no. wanted to see Bigfoot be Washington's official state cryptid. Oh, no. The reason Ann Rivers gives is because we can't let Oregon take him. Now... Oh. The trick is, when the bill was initially brought to the floor, it couldn't actually be discussed. There just wasn't time, I guess. And then when it was brought back in 2018, uh, as the article in the Redmond Reporter describes, it eludes state recognition yet again. And if I can show you this, uh, let, let me show you the bill here, the state of this bill. Um, I have it actually, I'm looking at it right fucking now. It's, it's incredible to see an actual legal thing. SB 5816, designate Sasquatch the official cryptid or crypto animal of Washington. I don't know where that bill stands today. I can't, I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with the legalese. I don't know if there being a hearing on it actually means if it was passed and this doesn't say like passed, no. still on the floor. No, it's gotta be, it's gotta be read, referred to the state government is the session it's in right now. That's its status. When it goes to the state government, it has to be discussed by the state government, moved to one of the chambers, voted on, approved, denied, um, and then it moves on to the governor's desk for signing. Um, Wow, I feel like I've just been possessed by the ghost of my pre-law aspirations. (laughs) Um, Poltergeist. Um, But yeah, so unfortunately this bill looks like it just kind of ran out of steam. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a very short bill, so, you know, it wouldn't be... Oh, yeah, the legislature recognizes that Sasquatch has made immeasurable con- contributions to Washington State's cultural heritage and ecosystem. The state of Washington further recognizes the importance of preserving the legacy of Sasquatch. The species of cryptid commonly called Sasquatch or Bigfoot or Forest Yeti is hereby designated as the official cryptid of the state of Washington. That's fun. 
there's something about when other governments make fictional characters into like citizens and stuff that i find like cute or charming or at least a little funny i think when we're trying to like make cryptids be on the flag or make them the official state thing i i kind of side eyed a little bit because i'm just looking for like where is it where's where's the tagline in this bill that says they get to build a pipeline in the area because bigfoot said so where is the tag where is it it's it's kind of like when hillary clinton was like you know i keep hot sauce in my bag too beyonce and we're like let's bigfoot it to the polls (laughs) no um so i have a cute little thing that i have found for you yeah um about Tahoe Tessie's cultural impact in the area. There is a place that has decided to immortalize Tahoe Tessie. Oh. As something on their menu. Oh! They're at McDuff's Pub. Uh, I'm assuming at Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. There is a drink called the Tahoe Tessie, which what is kind of, a what cocktail. Kind of drink is this? Yeah. It's a cocktail, it's a crafted cocktail. With Sailor Jerry rum, blue curacao to make it blue, pineapple juice, which makes the blue green, um, so it's an algae-ridden version of Lake Tahoe, and fresh-squeezed orange juice, and it's garnished with a lime. So it's a very um, citrus, fruit-forward thing, and apparently they suggest that you order it alongside calamari because, quote, the seafood is extremely palatable alongside the citrus notes of the cocktail. That's fun. Again, the problem is with the with the ingredients mixing in that current form, uh, the drink is in fact green. So have fun thinking about eutrophication while you go out for a night out. <laughs> mm, my drink appears to be having a bit of an algal bloom. <laughs> oh, it appears this year the farmers of Lake Tahoe are putting too much nitrogen on their fields. I don't know if Lake Tahoe <laughs> is at all suitable for farming. If you see green water, just stop. Put something in there to bind the nitrogen, please. It's 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 bad. Now, there is such a huge array of sightings, often involving, like, you know, there was something, like, bit down on their fish, left teeth marks the size, like, I could fit a pencil through each one of the tooth holes, tore off the back half of a fish I was bringing up. These were big fish. These were Mackinac. Uh, oh. The Mackinac thing is, I, the Mackinac are like one of the main fish in Tahoe, I guess. Um, they're an important piece of the fishing industry and culture of the area. So I guess they're Tessie's preferred snack. Um, but there's a wide array of signs. But I do want to come back to Goldman and just kind of the relationship locals have to this creature. Goldman and note something very interesting that no one has ever seen the head of this creature in all the various sightings that he's familiar with anyway no one had ever poured seen the monster's head or tail oh those are important things missing what we have is a very long body that we're familiar with and some articles do bring up the, t- uh, the the thing and we don't know if these are referenced as tessie or if these are just sort of in general or how reliable these are because Goldman is a professor and did, in fact, spend, like, genuine time studying this and the lake itself. He knows this lake well. I, I, I'm i going to put some faith in Goldman on all this. And what Goldman chalks up a lot of this to is periodelia, which is uh, one of the brain's 
forms of pattern recognition where we see things that aren't there, faces, creatures we don't like, because of the brain's fear response and instinct to get us away from things that are scaring us, it needs immediate pattern recognition for things. Like how cats often see snakes when they're really just looking at a cord or a cucumber and they'll jump. Humans have a very similar thing. Um, and due to the way the waves act on Lake Tahoe, they can often create shapes that appear to be serpentine. Um, one of the ways that Goldman discusses the potentiality of the humps of the creature is as a mother and her goslings, a mother goose and her goslings on the lake, which from a distance would appear black or brown uh, and would appear probably like humps rising out of the water. Oh, yeah. But it seems interesting to me because I don't know that the locals believe in Tessie in a concrete way in much the same way we believe on this podcast in cryptids i think they believe in tessie for fun because again they say stuff like she summers in tahoe and winters in scotland yeah mm -hmm. that is fun though like one young tahoe local who'd come with his mother to goldman's talk observed tessie's like santa claus it's a fun story it's entertaining to look out on the waves and point out where we see tessie the boy's mother added it's sort of like cloud staring or a fun activity to do with your kids. And one of the things that another uh, researcher, I don't know whether it was Goldman, but in one of these other articles, Tessie appearance has sort of stopped after a point. Phil Sexton, executive director of the North Lake Tahoe Historical Society. I always knew Tessie as a sort of Dr. Seussian type man, part of the air we breathe and part of the sense in the air and the trees and everything else, part of the environment, which is part mythology and part real which is a very beautiful way to look at it. That's that's so much more beautiful than I was expecting to pull up just like, oh, it's a lake cryptid. I know what we're going to see here. We're going to see like, oh, it attacked uh, the settlers when they came and on the shore and stuff. It, ooh, it, it eats our boats. And there's none of that. There's just a very sincere belief in a creature for no reason other than to have fun and for a bit of a tourist trap and to mark up real estate prices, I guess. But one of the very interesting things someone else said is that sightings kind of cut off after a point in the 2000s and they say maybe tessie died and one of the common theories is that tessie was or is a very large sturgeon of some kind uh this yes. has been brought up as a potential explanation for tessie because sturgeons are very long fish smooth they can appear kind of serpentine um they don't have teeth, but there are other creatures. And importantly, sturgeon are not local to Lake Tahoe, but there is a trade for sturgeons and sturgeons have often become invasive in lakes they aren't in or meant to be in. But there could have been a large sturgeon in this lake at some point, but if it is, they're gone. And Cass, oh. can I tell you about what replaced Tessie? Oh. Cass, I'm about to show you the wildest video of all time, and you can skim this. It is by a man named Igor Kryan, who describes himself as the man who crawled back from hell. Oh, that's dramatic. I do like that. I like the drama. I oh. it's it's a little wild, is the thing. Oh my. Okay, I'm already I'm already vibing with the the title that I can see in Discord. Did the CIA seriously release killer alien in Lake Tahoe? Uh, this is what? a 16 minute video. I recommend you just skim it. And for those out there, although it's oh. a hilarious watch, 
I don't know if I want to give this man more views. I, I pray to God Igor Krian is not listening to this podcast opening for a, a, some kind of platform. There's something crazy here that I tapped into. Um, he also has a book featuring much of the same material in this video called CIA Earthblood Animal Liberation Front, detailing a series of incidents around Lake Tahoe from 2014 to 2015, as well as some other ancillary incidents throughout time that he believes are all interconnected and have to do with the CIA. Oh my God, I'm just reading the video description. That is everything that he says in the video. It is not spoken. All these words show up in the video. I I, I recommend no. just just skimming through no. it. Just, don't even don't even press play. Just roll through the oh video. It features the world's shittiest alien costume because an alien has infiltrated Lake Tahoe. Tessie is dead. Has been dead. And the Tessie CIA is dead. Long live the alien thing. And Tess and, and something else has been replaced. Something else has been put there. These two researchers, uh, these two doctors, and he doesn't say what kind of doctor they are, uh, Tatiana Nikolskaya and Vadim Ryasnov, they die because they, they're they ready to talk about information the CIA doesn't want to talk about, that, that, that someone involved with the CIA was killing people, and they knew oh. about it because they were their psychiatrist or something like that. And then, mysteriously, their boat blows up. Now, our friend Igor believes that actually it was this creature, this new Tessie, this alien, this beast. And then a local lieutenant died. Lieutenant Francis, he dies, drowns in Lake Tahoe just after he starts investigating the death of these two people. And then a journalist investigating all this is poisoned has a heart attack not long after all this starts happening. Dies about a month later. Here's the thing. At least these people, and I looked this up, are all real and did die at the listed dates. Yeah, someone mentioned that in the comments. Can I read you just some just some words? They're very wild! Can I just read you some words that stick out to me in this description? Go on, go on, go on. Quote. These are all quotes. Even this weird prehistoric monster fish that one of the fishermen I spoke to claimed to fish out of Tahoe in 2015 cannot teleport in time and space as well. These giant piranhas mutants allegedly deliberately brought to Lake Tahoe by the CIA won't work too because Lake Tahoe partially freezes in the winter and they would freeze. You can say Lake Tahoe connected with Pyramid Lake and other satellite lakes by Truckee River but river is mostly ankle deep and frozen five months a year and dry for another three. Mm-hmm. Fake or not, this monster is deadly. Imagine yourself swimming in the lake and something like this surfaces in front of you. 90% chance you die of heart attack and drown. Now, I need, I need to show you the image that plays in the video when this portion of the description rolls. Because, again, here's how it's presented. The words roll at the bottom of the screen over footage. Just footage, often just of a lakeside of mountains, just Igor scrolling on Google Maps around the area. He does this for like two minutes straight. The alien that he shows in the video is this. What? 
over those words. No, no. That's not just the thumbnail. That is the alien no. that he believes is in the lake. No. What you are seeing, for those at home, is a large, almost pope-headed like creature with big old raptor claws just floating in the lake. He spent a big budget on his costume to give it water damage. At another point, he shows it crawling out of a sewage pipe, just scraping at the ground, and he's like, well, what did the CIA just renovate and expand? The sewage system. That's oh, how the creature's this. been getting around. Not this spirit the spirit thing. The quote that drives me crazy, and it's just before the quote you mentioned, there are two. There are two I'd like to bring in reference to. It is true that goonch can kill humans, because they bring up the theory that it's a goonch. A goonch is a terrible thing to name a creature. It is the name of a killer catfish. It is a very large catfish. And I can't get over the name goonch. It is true that goonch can kill humans, but through problems. Goonch is not native to Tahoe. Bodies missing in Tahoe usually appear in satellite lakes. Fish cannot teleport. Wow. Because that's the hole in this. Fish can't teleport. Wow. That's the hole in this. The other phrase, and you know what? I'm with you on this, Igor. I'm with you. You're totally off the mark, but I am with you. Before you dismiss this story as complete nonsense, consider these five lake and river monsters that were ridiculed by public, yet proven to be real and alive. 20 feet, 7 meters, pure cuckoo, real and still alive in Amazon River. I don't know that it is. Two, freshwater Serena, as you can see, real and alive. I would reject calling this a monster. What he shows is a great... A uh, greater siren, which is a kind of axolotl slash salamander. Uh, they get to be three feet large. They're very sweet, though. They really don't do much. They're kind of just a salamander, which, if you know them, are very brainless creatures that just kind of float around and do their thing and be slimy. Yeah. They're not really monsters, and this is a relatively small one to call a monster. When, you, when the great Chinese salamander exists, my favorite salamander, five feet long, hold this thing like a, like a, like a dog. It's a yeah. beautiful creature. They need to be protected. Three, five feet, 1.5 meter. New York sewage monster, real alive. He does what? not show footage of a New York sewer monster, nor do I believe that this thing exists. I don't know you what the fuck Rudy he's talking about. You mean Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> Four, 20 feet, seven meters. Sea serpent, aka giant eel, found in Amazon Delta after it killed alligator. The footage he shows at this point in the video is a moray eel, oh. which is not 20 feet long. Oh, and no. it does not live in the Amazon Delta. Oh, no. Five, and the biggest and worst monster of all, CIA. <laughs> I would love to know how big in meters and feet the CIA is. Uh, I would also love to know why you think they're based in a lake, Igor. They're not. He just wanted to deliver a sick burn. He just wanted the burn. You're right. They are the biggest and worst monster. I'm with you. I'm with you. F Listen, unless Fidel Castro is in that lake, they are not doing crazy shit and putting a monster in the lake. <laughs> the CIA will absolutely do crazy shit, but not in Lake Tahoe. Just tell them Fidel is there. They'll be I there. Tell them and they will send you a fucking Looney Tunes dynamite stick to blow up... <laughs> They did this. They they I know, would pack, I know. Would pack letters with arsenic. They would like they sent someone to seduce him and kill him, but he seduced them and got Was that harder. Justin reveal Trudeau's mom. <laughs> well, we don't know, do we? We don't know. We just, just can't say to, for certain. I love the, to throw out conspiracy theories sometimes and just see what happens. The fucked up part about this 
is that these were real people that he yeah. mentions in this video. Igor, yeah. I don't know if you were their friend and you're coping really badly, or if you actually knew these people, but like the San Ramon couple, these psychiatrics, they were actually very well loved by a lot of their patients and really oh. well respected in the area. They they died very tragically. Um, this lieutenant, who is not a lieutenant, he was just a sheriff deputy, died saving someone from drowning. Um, and the news reporter was like a really well-claimed news reporter. I don't know these people personally. I don't know that they were good people, but it seems a little fucked up to put them in your weird monster video, Igor. I Listen, if we've really stumbled on something, it it's going to be a wild next couple of months for me when the CIA comes knocking on my door and says you can't do your podcast anymore. But... Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, no. Kids, no. if you're out there, please don't make weird videos about monsters and write about your friends dying because of those monsters. I Yeah, find a better way to cope. Yeah, and also, if it really was a CIA-planted monster, first of all, tell us. But second of all, tell no one. you got to keep yeah. that to yourself. Start Organize on the ground. Tell to your friends. Don't publish that online. They could see it online. Write it down. Keep it in a safe place. Uh, burn it if necessary when the time comes. You know, this is why you keep everything on paper. And if you're out on Lake Tahoe, um, one, avoid shitty sci-fi direct-to-home video style fucking costume. Seriously, this thing looks like it got pulled out of, like... Spirit Halloween. Not even! Not even! It looks like it was pulled from, like, their backlog. Like, oh, we can't put this on the fucking shelf. It's a joke, this costume. <laughs> it's clearly well-made to be a complete fucking mess of a costume. And to just dump that thing in the water? This is what you're spending your budget on, Igor? Avoid shitty fucking costumes that you see floating in Lake Tahoe. You never know. It could be a weird Russian man trying to sell you on his conspiracies in Lake Tahoe and to get you to buy his book and see his discount footage that looks like it belongs on fucking America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh boy, roast him, roast him. And if you're on Lake Tahoe, uh, keep a lookout for Tessie. Uh, give her my love and say if she's ever... You know, if she ever finds another lake tunnel down to maybe one of the Great Lakes, tell her tell her to come drop by. To send send a line, drop a line. I'll I'll come visit. Only if it's eerie, not if it's superior. Stay out of Lake Superior, please. The Amateur Cryptid Survival Guide is a podcast lovingly created by Cass Rowland and Jude Furlong. Follow us at ACSGCast on our social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And tune in Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Central, where you get your podcasts.